1: mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices message and data rates may apply bank of america and a member fdsc
2: in today's show we cover well there aren't quite five big news stories just yet there is one big story and that is the potential for an 11th team on the formula one grid Welcome to News from the Nerds, the midweek news show brought to you by the Formula Nerds. Every Wednesday we update you on everything you need to know from the world of F1. We are the Formula Nerds news team. Make sure you keep up to date with all the latest by visiting our website at FormulaNerds.com. That's right, we're back. Happy New Year. I think it's still just about early enough to say that. And welcome to some 2023 news. I'm still James, I'm still your host, and I'm still joined by our editor-in-chief, Sam. How's it going? It's been far too long
0: it has been i'm still okay i'm i'm still good uh, i'm i imagine that's what i probably was last time we spoke uh, on a podcast and i wanted to keep on the theme of 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 still being just as we left it yeah i've
2: let's say nothing has changed over the christmas period in general well i guess actually something has changed abby is sadly suffering with covid continues to frustratingly be a thing three years later uh, so we wish her the best but we do have james phillips how are you nice christmas break yes
1: thank you nice to be back as well thank you very much for having me on board james and uh i'm hoping i'm still the same as i was before i left to, like Sam,
0: <laughs> do you not what? know <laughs> oh no, you never know <laughs> but how are you james Um because i didn't oh, ask how are Hi, you how how are you let's are we going to get deep yeah, we're gonna uh, get deep. <laughs> I mean, Ollie never asked this, so I thought I'd, I'd you know, <laughs> focus on you. Yeah, but I, I'm fine. We I'm have fine. more Thanks, important uh,
2: life <laughs> in France. <laughs> Good. How are you? Actually, just yeah. cut you
0: down immediately. <laughs> <laughs> we have more important things to talk about. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to uh, cut across you there, James. I'm, I'm I'm glad things are well. Happy New Year.
2: But yes, let's crack on with uh, some more important stuff. You are right. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm pleased to say, just uh, before we move on, that before the break, James was promoted to the role of Classics Editor with The Nerds. Very well deserved, and I hope you enjoyed his Nerdy B10 series over the past few weeks. However, it's not the past, but the future we'll be ta- talking about today, and specifically the prospect of Andressi Cadillac joining F1. Michael Andretti and his Andretti Global team have long harboured ambitions of joining the grid, unsuccessfully attempting to buy Salber a couple of years ago, and it appears they're closer than ever. So, James, do you want to run us through where we are now, how things stand, as as far as we're aware, at least?
1: As far as we're aware, Andretti and Cadillac have stated they want to make an entry into Formula One. We don't know what the agreement will be between General Motors and uh, Andretti is. Is it going to be technical? Is it sponsorship? We honestly just have no idea. What's becoming more interesting, though, is the political aspect of this. You have uh, F1, so Stefano Dendicali, and the teams giving a lukewarm reception to the potential of an Andretti uh, bid joining the grid. What I find most interesting, however, is that President Ben Suleyem released a tweet a few days ago stating... I'm surprised at adverse reaction to, to the bid. Fan reaction has been nothing but positive, which means that things have been going on behind the scenes. Now, we don't understand why F1 is so lukewarm to Andretti wanting to come on board. Is, is it competitiveness? Is it fear of loss of revenue? Uh, we just don't know. But what I find really quite fascinating is you have President Ben Salayam and FIA pushing hard for the Andretti bid. Audi were courted heavily by Formula One, by Stefano Domenicali and the other teams love it. Uh, and the other teams love it as well to bring the Volkswagen Group in. So, what I'm curious to get your guys' perspective on this is more more anything else as well as, what do we think is the reason why F1 and the teams do not want Andretti on the grid? Because they're because but Ben Solem is saying he wants 11 teams, and rather than 12 at the moment. And he's also said that we should be welcoming these teams. We should be welcoming Andretti and we need a reason why we shouldn't be welcoming them, which to me tells the line of, it's Andretti getting this grid slot. Obviously, we don't, obviously we don't know what due diligence is going to be, but what do you guys think?
0: Well, we don't necessarily know that it's just one grid slot. It could, it could be more. This is an open process that uh, Ben Saliham has opened uh, for teams or Organizations to state their interest in joining F one. It's you know gauging that that level that's out there, and then adapting and and moving from that point. You know within the FIA, and by extension, in theory, Formula One. But that is obviously where the 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 biggest issue is at the moment, isn't it? Um, Yeah, it's 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 odd that there has been this divide created between the, the two organizations. I get why the teams are hesitant. I get the revenue aspects of it, you know, sharing more of the pie. Also, you know, there seems that would be indirect competition with Andretti in terms of their market. You know, Haas, for example, would suddenly become a, very much a David in a David and Goliath situation, even though they've been in F1 for, what, seven, eight years uh, longer by the time that Andretti in theory, would join the grid. So you've, you, I appreciate that aspect, but the the side of it from Formula One's perspective is a little bit more intriguing and difficult to work out and navigate at this stage.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, starting 2023 as we ended 2022, I basically totally agree with Sam. Uh, I was thinking the same. It, it makes perfect sense for the, for the teams, but F1 is a bit more confusing. I can only think maybe, yeah, they... They are just trying to keep the teams on their side, pick their battles maybe. Uh, you know, it doesn't make too much of a difference to them, maybe commercially in terms of, yeah, I mean. But then again, I mean, Andretti are going to bring a lot more attention to them, particularly from the American market. So that, that you know, that's what F1 is obsessed with, breaking America. So in that sense, they should be all behind it.
1: Can I quickly read out something that ben, President Ben Salayam said this, uh, this morning at the Dakar rally? in the press conference because it's quite interesting if i may uh he says an oem which is another many an other engine manufacturer just for just for clarity um he said an oem would push would really push the sport further i need a reason as to why we should not be that welcoming every single partner there in f1 or stakeholder there should be welcoming an oem especially for america you have three races there as, as you just said james this is the part that's most interesting I would welcome to fill up the 12 spots, but proper teams. We have accepted good teams, but also smaller teams like Haas and Sauber. I hope that this will change and that we'll be able to have a proper team on the grid. It will be odd at 11 and not 10 or 12, but we'll see. It's an interesting... I struggle sometimes to understand the logic of Mr. Ben Soleil when he starts talking. Um... I'm trying to understand what he says. Is that it's obvious that due diligence is going to take place? They're going to get the t- a team that's obviously had the right financial checks. We don't want another HRT on the grid, and I don't. And I completely understand why that's the case. But it sounds like he seems to be open to big teams, smaller teams. And um, I th- I th- what's interesting for me is what will F1 say if another small team like I know, was it Panthera who wants to come on board? They're not. They're, they're no. They're not the same operation as uh, Andretti are. Nowhere near so will the teams not like that if Honda will choose to come back how will the teams react it, I really don't as you said I, I don't understand why financially there is such a problem with Andretti coming on board because there's something going on behind the scenes that none of us know about there must be and, and I mean that in terms of only the, only the sport team principals know what's going on I mean
0: not to be that guy but the bit that I got really fascinated with there is the whole 11 teams feels a bit odd but you know 10 or 12 kind of yeah, but the beauty of a two-car team is that when you have 11 teams, you still have an even number of cars if that really bothers you. Clearly, Ben Sullyum is uh, a man who likes his volume on an even number. I'm one step further. I, I, it has to be a multiple of five, but so I can understand his... Oh, his... That's, that's big. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. i yeah. from yeah. 15 to yeah. 20. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it, it, it's really annoying, but yeah, such is life. Um, yeah, it's... I think it's a very strange position that he's getting himself into. It's almost like he's taking on F1. And I'm not sure that's really a, a, a viable position to be in long term for him. But I do find myself agreeing with the general kind of sentiment of what he's saying is that F1 does need to be more... You know, open-minded when it comes to teams, big and small, entering the sport, adding that layer of competition. There are lots of difficulties um with, with that, and is the two hundred million entry fee enough? Especially given how commercially viable Formula One has become for for those teams and those manufacturers that participate in the sport. But you're again those small teams that we had in twenty ten that, that came through. You, you can't have a repeat of that. You need a team like a Haas that can show that they're viable. And even they have had really lean times and are only now looking like they're going to be able to compete at the cap
2: uh, from next season. Yeah, I mean, in defence of the 2010 teams, they were promised a budget cap that they didn't get. And on that note, I mean, could any, I mean, Panthera, whoever, could they actually prosper now in a, a budget-capped
0: sport? Yeah, I figured we we'd get onto that but no you're absolutely right. F1 did kind of leave HRT, it was Hispania uh, at the time, Virgin and Catrum high and dry somewhat uh, in 2010 and yeah, I mean none of them fared well, let's face it. So yeah, I I completely agree there's potentially it's a more uh, fertile environment now. But also the technology has come on so far I think yeah, it would true. be really difficult to get up to speed quickly. You're gonna to have to be buying a lot of parts. You're gonna you almost have to do a has where you kind of find a little loophole in the rules that allows you to be competitive from day one. And even then, when stuff like that has been stamped down on, has lost ground. So you've got to find a way that you can organically grow from a fairly competitive starting point.
1: I think Renault, right this is where the engine discussion comes in because Renault are still meant to be the engine manufacturer that will work with andretti they are meant to be the people who they'll work with i mean in fairness this is going to sound very catty so please forgive me um it makes sense that renault would be the team that that they go for renault have lost every single one of their uh their customers because their engines weren't reliable enough or powerful enough so andretti have got an easy way into the team there again i raised the question of what are general motors doing as part of this agreement um i think if andretti were to come in they would, they would survive with the budget cap and they would prosper because their their resources are, it's huge. And I think that might be another reason as to why they're getting so much opposition. A team like Panthera or someone that's a lot lower, they would have to work twice as hard and do the Hass approach. And they would, there's just no other way to succeed. To, 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 yeah. There's no other way to succeed in Formula One anymore if you're a smaller team. You need a major team backing you. And even Andretti will have to get get an engine supplier through Renault. I mean, what I found what I found amazing for Mandretti's um, press statement was they said they they want to go into the sport as soon as feasibly possible. They haven't put out they, they they don't dare put down a date because they know they're going to have to work very hard to get the to get the car and engine ready. We don't know how much an, a Formula One engine costs these days. Was it fifty million dollars? Plus, obviously, we don't know. We, that's a rough estimate. You 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 need such deep pockets to create your own. So, is that another reason why the team can't get in? I. I it's, it's just it's just really fascinating, isn't
0: it? Well, I feel like it's been said in the past that the engine manufacturers that are also suppliers would be expected to pull their weight, and if a tender goes to a, a new team, that meant that, say, Mercedes were they're up to four teams on the grid. F one would kind of expect them to drop away one of the the other teams that they they supply, and that's when Alpine Renault have always kind of said, yeah, we'd be willing to step up but you then create a bit of a market where uh, everyone's, you know, who's going to be the one left holding the bag basically at the end of it. Not that I would fairly cons- compare the Alpine engine to that, but I think you get my drift.
1: What I can understand is why can't we just get back into a position and we, and obviously it's just the way Formula One's put itself into a corner now is why can't we be in a position where we, if another manufacturer wants to enter the sport, it doesn't cost them millions and millions and tons of years of development to get ready Why can't we just have simple, you know, and again, this is where i become as a classics person, but with the, with the old V8s and V10s, you develop the engine, you bung it in the back. Yes, it's unreliable, it may not work in the car properly, but it's in there and you have suppliers ready to go. These engines are so complex that, that, as you say, Sam, the top four engine suppliers now, and you know, the ones on the grid have years of development to get these engines ready and to sustain them. They are the only teams and the only companies that can make these engines. If you want a new, a new manufacturer to come onto the grid, they need years to get ready. And that is something that's Formula One is going to have to look at in the future. Otherwise, it's never going to grow properly.
0: Yeah, but also, and admittedly, is obviously incredibly expensive to start a Formula One team. But if you have a low barrier to entry, it almost becomes a get-rich-quick scheme.
1: Oh, yeah, because just-
0: of how... Commercially profitable Formula One now is that you have all these companies and F1 has a long history of uh, shady uh, commercial agreements with you know, sponsors, rich energy teams, come back with a team of their own.
2: It yeah. was well, exactly. oh like
0: you need that you need certain checks and balances in order to protect the sanctity of the sport in some ways. However, that's where this kind of disconnect comes with the Andretti situation. It is a huge name in motorsport. It just doesn't quite add up. What the teams talk about, yeah, I love the competition. I don't like seasons where I'm not competing against you know another team. You know, Total Wolf talks about you know kind of we like when Ferrari and Red Bull are, are up there and pushing us, but yet when a, a massive name comes along, and goes hi, we want to compete. They go, mm, but my money, it doesn't add up. It isn't. Yeah, there's things that are kind of yeah a little bit kind of it doesn't quite make sense. On that note, I mean
2: it'd be great if uh, if Honda came back with Andretti, Andretti GM, what are they, uh, sorry, Andretti Cadillac, whatever they'll be known as, uh, and then did their thing, quit, and Andretti were then suddenly at the front of the grid as tradition dictates. But would you rather have effective B teams like Toro Rossos uh if that was the only way to get to 13 or do we just want more totally different entries. If you know, Mercedes and Ferrari produced a Scuderia Italia as a, a effective B team and Mercedes made something else that I can't think of off the top of my head.
1: Let's not have another Scuderia Italia because they were terrible the first time. It's <laughs> a T- yeah, T- actually, this is from 1990. They were awful. Only um, me once. Yeah, they were dreadful. Oh God, no, they were dreadful. They could they, The car was unreliable as anything. Um, I want different entries. Like, I know we talk about this picture behind me sometimes, but there are what seven eight different team manufacturers alone in that picture and different uh, different teams tons of different methodologies including the toyota way which we know was a was a colossal failure but you know they even they were in motorsport and i think i personally i don't want b teams on the grid i want to have tons of different manufacturers with engine partners with uh individual identities who are pushing for their own agendas in the sport that's when formula one is at its peak b teams just to make up the grid to me it it keeps the power too heavily in the hands of the current manufacturers, which we need to get away from. That's just my pitch.
0: Yeah. I think you're going to be hard pressed to find people that are in support of B teams. There's that uncomfortable relationship, especially when it comes to a sport, when you're all on the same track and you're fighting for position. And every now and again, it's within your interest to kind of move aside or make things a little bit easier. uh, Because one of the guys from the A teams coming through it, That, and then you have that throughout the paddock, throughout the garage, throughout the development and research, or throughout the research and development stages. And yes, there obviously are rules in place, but it just isn't quite what the sport needs or or the best way to get the optimum out of the sport. But you, even with engine manufacturers supplying other teams, You still get this uncomfortable relationship where, oh, I'm going to loan that driver or, you know, we're expecting this, that, and the other. George Russell essentially parked in a Williams car for how many years before he was then deemed championship level ready. Again, you lose that. We're going to take a risk on this 22-year-old guy who has just, you know, torn up the GP2 championship. He's been in the program for years He was on on Blue Peter and we think he could be the next best thing. You lose that from how the current system works. And that, for me, the way that Hamilton came into the sport, the way that Verstappen came into the sport is brilliant. Because you're like, oh my God, this 17-year-old is insane. You don't get that anymore. It's it's not the same because they've got a few years running around the back of the field.
1: For me, what really annoys me as well is when you have people like Oscar Piastri brilliantly fast and is sent on the sidelines for a year because there's no room at the end at the you know in, in any area of the sport the guy is the reigning gp2 champion walked to the title and he's only now getting a shot with mclaren after a should we say uh spicy contract saga um after last year you also have people like callum eilott the runner-up to michael schumacher uh you also have Kalamilo, the <laughs> runner-up to Mick Schumacher from a couple of years ago, who found himself in IndyCar with no disrespect to IndyCar, but Kalamilo is more than worthy of an F1 seat. And the reason why he didn't get him was because he wasn't associated with the team.
2: So on that note, though, like obviously this is it. We want more seats available. And I mean, use the example of Verstappen, Sam, but he did come into a B-team. So if F1 and the teams totally yeah. that's a very really fair point yeah okay yeah I forgot
1: that
2: (laughs) very quickly up to the A team but yeah he he had a year to prove himself at Toro Rosso so yeah I mean if F1 and the teams are going to make life really difficult what's the lesser of two evils do we want B teams to give more drivers more opportunities or would we rather just stick with 20 to avoid the whole like you said teams helping out
0: other teams uncomfortable kind of situation well, you pose a really good good question, don't you, in the sense that clearly fans, teams, the sport alike can't have it both ways. There is seemingly no perfect solution here. Yeah, to sort of slightly dodge your question, because I don't really <laughs> want to answer it, um, I think when you have a situation like a Pierre Gasly, who is in that junior programme for years, gets given half a season... In, in the the big team, as it were. And then, no, you're not good enough. Off you go. It, come on. Pierre is, Gasly is such a good driver. He's quick. He's competitive. He brings a lot to the sport. It shouldn't have been this many seasons into his career that he then finally manages to break away from, essentially, a junior programme.
1: Well, what's really interesting about that junior programme is, fundamentally, at least for the moment, that junior programme has failed. Because Red Bull decided after Pierre Gasly to go with Alex Albon, Alex Albon then didn't work out, so they then decided to go to Sergio Perez and go and and ignore their own driver pool. So it's difficult to say.
0: It's it's difficult to say it's failed. To in in the defence of Red Bull, if you look at the the current grid, how many drivers have gone through that program?
2: About half, isn't it? I mean, okay, Daniel's leaving now, but I think it was close to ten at one
0: point. Yeah. So it, it it clearly has worked, but it's also very much worked in their favour, yeah, oftentimes. And yeah, it's absolutely worked in their favour. But I just think that there's the relationship, there's an uncomfortable reality in, in those team A, team B relationships. So James, to go back to your question, you've got to basically prioritise what you want. Do you want more opportunities for drivers? And more drivers to be able to, to get onto the grid, show that they've got it and and move on up or move on out if they, if they don't. Or do you want to protect the sanctity of other elements of the sport? For me, the latter kind of prevails because you still have F2 and F3, which if working more effectively would do that. And I, I say that, that isn't on F2 and F3, they're doing their job if the, the the system for F1 is is the pipeline is working more effectively. But you've got drivers racing longer and you know more competitively competitively than ever. Look at Fernando Alonso. Well let's go back to the
2: ideal world and say that we can get some more teams in who aren't B teams and to the uh, the point of this podcast. Do you think Andretti would succeed if they are permitted and if so, how long would it take? Or what level do you think they could get to? Gut feeling right now.
1: Gut feeling is, first off, they want to have at least one American driver, and that driver is rumoured to be Colton Herter. Now, yeah. should Herter be able to get his car, they get, get around his car successfully, I think they will be looking at maybe a top 5-6 finish in their first season, which is bold. But Andretti are a class, a very high organisation, elite, elite operation, should I say, and would prepare like hell for Formula One properly. And they would have a, a they would have a, a, a works engine in the back of the car. Obviously a Renault Bash as a Cadillac, as we say, potentially, but they would be able to do it very well. The second car, this, I don't know who would drive that, because you think they might go for a junior driver on the, on the F2 grid, is what I would probably be thinking. I'm not sure who would take that seat. Um Behrman springs to mind. Don't know why. Um, but I think. I think if if they are allowed to join, they will do an amazing job, but they will look at a five or six, top place, five or six finish, but nothing beyond that.
2: I think that if they have if they had Herter in one seat, they'll be more likely to go for an experienced hand to help develop the car, etc. If they were to uh, have him rather than go for a rookie, uh, it would be a, a prime opportunity for Danny Rick to take a stab in the dark, maybe, or or you know Hulk to, to move on from us to a, another American team in two years
0: as he refuses to ever get a podium again yeah and i think if they ever were to go with that inexperienced inexperienced route not that hersa is a an inexperienced driver but inexperienced to formula one you'd surely alpine or Renault would be going yeah but what about one of our guys that we're not quite ready to put in a seat mm.
2: and
0: it would be jack doing and jack doing would do a, a job for you he would he's he is he has it He will be he should and hopefully will be on the F1 grid at some point. So yeah, I think I think they'd probably more likely go down that route, just because understandably so, the Ferrari Driver Academy, pretty keen on on Oli Behrman. Like he's he's pretty good, let's face it. So yeah, but anyway, to the more kind of, I guess, pressing question. If you asked me this a year ago. I would have said they would just they would struggle. I think they had initially addressing as a, an entry underestimated what they needed to do. The cost, the scale. Um, I, I was actually speaking to, to someone, and they were saying that they yeah really haven't quite grasped the magnitude of it. And also, running a, a base out of America is incredibly difficult to do. So. I think they've probably learned a lot over the last year, which is why you've seen them come back with a, with a vengeance and this combined entry with Cadillac. They've clearly assessed and and pivoted. So I think they would fare better than, than they would have if they'd initially been granted a, a spot on the grid, but I don't think they're going to be as initially quick as, as, as you think, James. I think they will take time to ramp up, but again, there's so many factors there um, to determine whether or not they progress up the field or or not.
1: I agree. I think they have learned their lessons because one thing that's been announced is, is that Andretti will now have a satellite base in the UK. So rather than just being based entirely in the US, they will have a European base, which shows they've done their homework. Um, thinking about it more realistically I'm reg- i'll i'll go with you Sam, Which isn't a, which isn't a cop out on my opinion i promise um but i i, I think i think they're probably more like maybe 7th or 8th in the championship i think they'll get a, i think they'll score points in their first season comfortably how many i don't know
0: are they going to come in and do a, a bar though are they going to be like we're going to win a race this year oh yeah
1: just name no, both just no before a fall. yeah yeah and get sponsored by Leeds united but James McKenzie, oh, to, to, to
0: stop it! They they did they didn't. I'm definitely wrong on that Leeds United thing. Um, but yeah, anyway, James McKenzie, what do you think? What if you were to 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 place a guess as to how Andretti would perform? How do you think they
2: would? I think it, putting them on the current grid in terms of performance, I think they would immediately fall into the eighth to tenth. Kind of battle in their first year I don't think they would totally fail like you said they are they are a big corporation and I think they would know better than a lot of the past entries to fully prepare and if they were coming in with a decent engine immediately that would help them out yeah I could see them kind of yeah maybe beating Williams in the first year if they were still at the back that is and then finding themselves battling with say Haas and whoever will be the other team around there at that point And then, yeah, it gives them a few more years. I I could easily see them breaking into the midfield. I think in terms of making it to the very front, that would be a big ask and would take a long time and maybe a total regulations change. We're talking five, ten years down the line. Yeah, I I think we're all basically in agreement then. Yeah, I do want to, by the way, ask your question about the last ten before we
0: forget. And we're half an hour now. Time for a silly one. Everyone say cheese. Uh, No. Cheese? Before we start recording, I almost asked a question and we realised, actually, let's not uh, do that. Let's wait till we're on air. Out of the previous 10 teams or the last 30 years of brand new F1 entries, that is not a BAR bought the Tyrell team, essentially, or Red Bull bought the Jaguar team. Brand new entries. How many of those entries... Has won a race in their original guise. In their original guise as well.
2: Okay. In I their mean, original guise.
1: Williams is it's, it's
2: a case of it's a case of figuring out, yeah, who the last ten even are, how far back that stretches. So obviously the Williams, are you sure,
0: James? Williams. La- the last, in the last thirty years. The last thirty years takes us to nineteen ninety three. <laughs>
1: yeah, Williams were will, <laughs> will champions before that period. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but out of the teams that joined the grid in the last 30 years, they joined that's the grid it. before the last oh, 30 years. Oh, sorry, right, okay, I'm not, okay. Yeah, that's me being silly. I was, right.
1: like, <laughs> I was like, I thought Immediately. I was clear with the rules. <laughs> we Immediately
2: demoted from Classics
0: Editor. <laughs> well, Ferrari, they were a new entry once, so I guess then. yes Okay, 30
1: years.
2: Oh, all okay. right, so obviously the most recent, well, those three and then Hass we know haven't. Yeah, Virgin, Lotus, before they became Caterham, and yeah, HRT, Hispania. So that's four who definitely didn't. Who was before that is the question. I mean, yeah, B.A.R. bought Tyrell, Uh
0: Which doesn't count. Prost, right?
2: Yeah. Prost doesn't count because it's Ligier. Yeah, Prost was Ligier. Okay. Arrows, I mean, Arrows were all sorts going a long way
0: back. Yeah, again, they, they, their footwork and they were arrows yeah. before their footwork and then their arrows after their footwork. I mean, so we're going to have to take a stab in the dark or we're going to sit here for,
1: yeah, like 10 minutes trying to, to, to yeah. figure it out. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going in my yeah. head right now, I can't figure
0: them. A Obviously, like, you know, you super gurry, Toyota didn't manage it. No. So you've got to go yeah. a little bit further back to find a team. Yeah, uh,
2: Salva, I would imagine they might just scrape in. Yeah, well, they did as BMW Sauber. Oh, that's but team, in their original, the original guys.
1: In their original
2: guys. In their original Oh, God. Then zero. I'm saying zero. James, what are you saying?
1: I'm I was going to say my one. Head, damn it. but... <laughs> um, I, in its in original guys, I'm going to say one. Original
0: guys. One. One. And do you want to hazard a guess as to who that was?
1: No. If, if you it run. was one.
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, so, no Toro Rosso with Minardi who were older than 30 years weren't they I'm
1: going to say Jordan yeah. and it was Mr um. Hill
0: in the last 30 years Jordan joined the grid 32 years ago oh, Yeah. Oh, <laughs> in the last 30 years James we are older than we
1: care to admit 1991 <laughs> is when Jordan joined wasn't it yeah uh-huh. So then that's Stuart yes Stuart Graham. yes
0: 1999 yes. Oh. yes and it illustrates my point that he's always it has always been difficult to set up a team and be competitive, even within a few years. And it will continue to be, and it should be. That's the way it should be, right? But you should at least have the ability to do that. Be it in your original guys, or a couple of guys is down the line when you you know, win countless championships as Red Bull. But it's always been a problem, or not a problem. So, yeah, it appears in F1. So, yeah, I think it needs to be Difficult. I I don't, I don't think we want to see Andresi come in and just be like, done, easy, next. But you don't want teams to struggle like they did in the 2010s, where there was just no no chance, no hope of ever kind of really progressing forward.
1: And I, I agree. And what we also really need to avoid as well is the early 90s. So late 80s, early 90s, when we had pre-qualifying and you had cars lapping sometimes, what, 10, 15 seconds slower? Than the, than the top the top of the grid you, you don't want to get back
2: yeah, to I don't the see that well. ever happening I mean the 107% rule exists and there, there's a cap at 13 teams so we couldn't really get to a point of pre qualifying as, as fun as that was but there's no way any team would stand for it with F1 as it is now because you know you'd have to commit so much money to logistics and stuff just to get there and then you wouldn't even be able to race and you'd get no like no TV time and thus no sponsor money so yeah that won't ever happen I think we would probably settle now for, for one new team, You know, take us up to 11, 22 drivers. If, if it feels like a long time ago that we had Manor as that 11th team and with all respect in the world to them, they were very much the 11th team and they were generally running about at the back in a race of their own for the most part. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see what happens with Andretti, Panthera. It will probably drag on for a long time, potentially You know, this whole season. I
0: think it could actually characterise the season, this kind of almost pre-Civil War between the FIA and, and, and F1. And let's face it, yeah. it wouldn't be the first time that we've seen great d- division and great animosity between the governing body and, and the sport
2: itself. So in before uh, six cars turn up for the 2023 Las Vegas Grand Prix, yeah? Oh no. Well, no, no, no. God, could you imagine? But yeah, like, as I said before, we we'll just have to wait and see how this plays out at, uh, But until then, and until there is more news to bring you, uh, thank you, Sam and James, for joining me. Thank you very much for having us. It's been
0: a pleasure.
1: It really hasn't. It's never a chore.
0: I genuinely didn't try to do that. It was just an accident. (laughs) I I was just trying to be polite.
1: I'm sorry. sorry. I thought that we were going for it. I'm sorry. It's it's
2: 2023. It's it's never happening again. Uh, So we're we're starting afresh. I don't have an outro planned. We're just going to see how this goes. But you're not allowed to rhyme on the way out. Uh, But until we get to our improvised outro make sure you head over to formula nerds.com and all the formula nerd socials to check out the latest on this story and any others as we build up towards the brand new season and hope for a great battle at the front uh but until then go
1: what <laughs> i'm so confused <laughs> i was gonna say i was gonna say until next time stay nerdy but i don't know if that works you're
0: always nerdy james Oh,
1: well,
0: I am, but thank you. <laughs> well, in fairness, that is what you said to do, so. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, sorry, James, you threw me there.
2: Is this what I'm here I was for? just hoping that if I put you on the in, on the spot, you might bring out something brilliant, but uh, as we... I thought Daddy <laughs> was,
1: a was lot brilliant. Come on.
2: No, I'll just... <laughs> right, well, uh-huh. we'll work on that, uh, and by the time News from the Nerds comes back fully, officially, with plenty of news to talk about, uh, we promise to have one. Bye then. (laughs) Until then, it's mics off, lights out, whatever I used to say. Away we go until then. Goodbye. It's going to be like training
0: a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Say something. You're You're listening to the Cut to the Race podcast.
1: It's lights out and away we go.